following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. And coming to you live on tape on this Wednesday, September 8th. Although the clock is punching in right now at about 10.15. So by the time I finish this up and throw it up on the intertubes, it's probably going to be Thursday. Which means it's kickoff Thursday. The beginning of the NFL season is upon us. Oh, yes. We have patiently waited through three miserable weeks of preseason games and a very non-eventful preseason training camp before that. And we have finally come to the big salami. Kickoff Thursday, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys... Kickoff at 8 and change down in Raymond James Stadium, Tampa Bay. Thank God. It's been a while. It's been a while. You know, you think about it, when was the Super Bowl? was February. So, you know, you're looking at seven months of trying to fill in your sports watching with Everything from NBA basketball to NHL hockey to a ton of regular season baseball, which is like, oh, save me. Although I know that there are some fans, and if so, great. Anything that fills in your time. But for me, I've been waiting for the NFL season to come, and here it is now. So um, we'll... First, take a look at some things that are happening around the NHL. They're the NHL, Jesus Christ, look at me. I, I, I'm talking about how I want the NFL to start so badly, and then asshole just says NHL. No, not NHL, NFL. Well, a couple of things happened around the league today, so we'll start off with some news and notes, and then we'll take a look at the game that we'll be playing by, eh, shit, today, by the time you're listening to it. So let's uh, do some news and notes here. And we'll start off with some big injury news. This coming out of Los Angeles, where the Chargers running back Austin Eckler, everybody's fantasy darling, came down with a bad hammy. Game over, man. It's game over. You betcha. So everybody just invested in him. He is now hurt, although we don't know the extent of it. But if he is out for any duration... Will be the expression from many uh, owner who invested a high round pick in him. He was touted all over fantasy, and you got to remember last year he missed six games with a bad hammy. And I'm not sure if it's the same one, but you know this kind of leans toward eh, is he injury prone or not? Anyway, uh, regardless, fantasy managers today were frantically going to their phones trying to grab Justin Jackson. Where the hell's Justin Jackson? Oh, shit, somebody else picked him up. Wow, fuck, what am I going to do? Um, but in regard to the Chargers, uh, Eckler looked to be 
a big part of their offense. And again, you're not writing him off. I'm probably making this a little bit over dramatic. He just checked in with a bad hamstring. Maybe it heals itself by game time. Hamstrings tend to be a little tricky, however, so we don't know. But Eckler was looked to be featured quite a bit in this offense. If he is a no-go, it looks like it will be Jackson that will get the thumbs up to start for the Chargers. And he, you know, he had a rocky year last year uh, drafted trying to fit that role. Obviously, Melvin Gordon used to be the back before he went to Denver, and so now maybe Jackson gets a second crack at this here, maybe Eckler comes back, we don't know, but as of yesterday, depending on when you listen to this podcast, um, Eckler goes down with an injury. TJ Watt doesn't have an injury, and he's practicing. He obviously had the contract dispute with the Steelers, so he was not practicing, trying to get that resolved, and it looked like a little stalemate, in which case Watt has at least blinked as of today, because he fully participated in practice for the first time after he was trying to sit out and get that done. Uh, He is the fifth year on his contract, so he's trying to get paid before he possibly could get injured. Obviously, you know, you see somebody like Nick Bosa, who uh, he got towards ACL last year, and he's trying to make his comeback to play in week one here. TJ Watt does not want that to happen to him when he is eyeing a new contract right around the corner. But he came in to practice, so the the Steelers will be on the road this week playing the Bills, and what obviously would help that cause quite a bit. Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown was out of practice. Now, he was out of practice with a knee injury, and the reason that that ends up being significant is because he had surgery on both of these this offseason. Now, there doesn't seem to be a lot of smoke around this, so it could just be an issue of rest. But if it is not, obviously, that would be a colossal big deal. They brought in, in the offseason, Julio Jones to try to compliment A.J. Brown. And the two of them were supposed to be Batman and Robin, uh, or whatever other dynamic duo you can insert there into the cliche machine. Um, but unfortunately, A.J. Brown might be out. We don't know yet. Again, a new injury like Eckler, so we have to wait and see. In the meantime, Julio Jones is still selling medical marijuana under the table on the black market to whoever wants to buy it. <laughs> nope, I'm just kidding. We don't know if that's true. It just might be true. It might not be true. <laughs> we'll have to find out. Um, and so that is for A.J. Brown. Then Colts Carson Wentz, he was a full participant in practice, so it looks like he's going to be good to go for week one. Although 49ers quarterback Trey Lance is questionable for week one. Garoppolo obviously has gotten the nod. That seems to be uh, the consensus here. However, if Lance was available to go, he might get a play here and there. Everybody's pretty interested, including myself, as to see what the 49ers do with the quarterback position and how they try to play that out. They've hinted at Lance playing alongside of Garoppolo in certain situations. That obviously gets messy once Garoppolo, you know, first sign of weakness uh, out of him, and you rest assured he'll probably be going to the bench, but that's not possible if Lance doesn't play. 
Uh, Saquon Barkley, you know, he's been thrown up uh, as a question mark basically all training camp. He pretty much didn't practice. Then he played the in practice with the team versus team scrimmages with the Patriots, although he didn't play it in the game. Then he did get some contact last week, and he got some more PT in practice this week. So it's look looking more and more likely that he's going to play. Although Brown's defensive end, Jadavion Clowney, is now a question mark. He missed practice today with an illness, but rest assured, rest assured, it is not COVID. Um, so that's a positive. Uh, Bears pass rushers Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn, while we're talking about pass rushers, they were both limited in practice. Um, it, not quite sure if that's going to make them questionable. They were just limited today. Another pass rusher limited in practice was Packers' Zadarius Smith. He's been battling that back issue now for a little bit, but he at least uh, got a little practice time in. And speaking of practices, the Saints will be able to get back to practicing in the Superdome. Looks like by the second home game of the season now, their schedule, they will be in Jacksonville playing a home game this week versus the Packers and then they'll be on the road for two games before their fourth game was supposed to be against my New York Giants Uh, but that game will probably be played in New Orleans tell you the truth though you know if the Saints want to take that game and play it somewhere randomly on the road by all means go ahead go ahead and and as I say that the Giants suck anyway well I shouldn't say they suck they haven't even played yet but god their line looks really terrible so I would say if you didn't play at home it would be no big deal and then a final news and note the Vikings 26-year-old right tackle Brian O'Neill. He has played for them continually. He was entering the final year of his rookie deal, and he just signed, baby. Resigned for $92.5 million. It was a five-year extension worth 92.5 mil. Guarantees in that one of $49 million. So not bad to be a right tackle in the NFL and clock in 100 big ones at 26 years old. Well, not the full 100, I guess. you got to play the extra five years. So it'll be 31 with $100 million in the bank if it gets there. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Yay! That's a winner. So that's really all the news and notes around today, but let's 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 get to it, right? Let's fly on here down. Jersey down to Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay, where we have, as we said, the Bucks hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Right now, this game is in favor of the Buccaneers. Point spread currently eight points. And again, this is at Wednesday at 10:30. With uh, the Sharps coming in on the Buccaneers and then the tickets and the money also favoring the Buccaneers. So you have the dreaded trifecta, which actually ends up not being that dreaded. But you have all three, Sharps, tickets, and money all in on the Bucks here. Um, the one that seems to be the most even of them all would be the big money. They're only a small uh, percentage ahead uh, in favor of the Bucks that is with a 54%. The over under in this game is 51 and a half. Right now Sharps are picking the over. The tickets are uh in favor of the over 
uh, in 59%. And then the under, the big money is coming in there because 58% of the big money has the under. So, you know, if you want to look at this game in terms of the point spreads, you want to tease it because teases end up being about 70, 75% hit. The Bucks, you could tease them down to two points. You could tease the Cowboys up to 14. And then if you took the, the teases with the over and the under, you could get this game down to 45 and a half points and take the over, or you could juice it up to 57 and a half and take the under. So um, let's get down to it. Where do we see this game lining up uh, on Thursday night? To be completely honest, I, I would pound this line at Bucks eight. Granted, the Bucks at eight points is a hefty line. It is a Super Bowl team coming off of a rest. Historically, never really lines up to repeat performances early in the season. There's always a little bit of a letdown. My hesitation with questioning that eight-point line in favor of the Bucks is twofold. Number one, the Bucks are returning their entire team this year. Now, there has not been any preseason of note. Uh, if you watch any of these preseason games, nobody of significance has really played. There's been a couple of teams that have utilized the games to their advantage and have played their starters. These other teams have not. That much said, a Buccaneers team who is going to be returning basically the entire team that ended the year holding the Lombardi Trophy leads me to favor that team off of a Cowboys team whose quarterback not only didn't play all of last year, well, not all of last year, but most of last year, with a leg that snapped in two, um, then he came back and in the middle of the preseason hurt his throwing shoulder. So, honestly, you have somebody coming back from a significant leg injury to then injure their shoulder, and they happen to be the most important position in sports. And I just, I, I struggle to see how that would be any, you know, ringing endorsement of a team going on the road versus a Super Bowl champion team returning everybody. The other point in regard to the Cowboys and my my questioning the, the, the result of this upcoming game is their defense. Their defense last year was terrible. Now, they have brought in new people to add to this defense, notably Dan Quinn. He gets shit-canned from Atlanta, comes all the way over to Dallas to try to fix up this defense. They also drafted Micah Parsons, who has looked phenomenal in these preseason games because he has played a lot. Uh, also tough to follow because he's number 11. And like Brady complained about, uh, you know, it's tough to follow linebackers when they're not in the 50s anymore. Well, they and they lowered it to the 40s. But they're not in the 40s and 50s anymore. So you got to, you know, half the time you don't even know what you're looking at. Matt Judon from the Patriots, for crying out loud, is number 9. A defensive end at number 9. Although I didn't list him in outside linebacker. Whatever. Um, so here you got Micah Parsons coming, and he's going to be added to the linebacker core that already has Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderesh, but also Ken O'Neill coming in from Atlanta. Uh, Dan Quinn obviously coached him, um, and he will be added to this middle, to this linebacker crew, and might be replacing Jalen Smith. That's what you have heard a little bit coming out of Dallas. Regardless, whether it's Neil or Jalen Smith, they definitely have some uh, 
but some depth here in the linebacker position. Uh, DeMarco Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence, obviously is their stud on defense on the defensive front. That is, they also have Carlos Watkins at tackle. Uh, Randy Gregory will be holding up down the other defensive end spot. And then you have a secondary that has Anthony Brown, Kazee, Donovan Wilson, uh, Trayvon Diggs, and Jordan Lewis. So, you know, I mean, uh, there's some other ones if you want to throw them in. But, I mean, it's just not that stout of a defense. And you also are going to be having a new defensive coordinator come in at the same time. It just doesn't really bode well to have a defense that's being fixed plus a quarterback that hasn't played plus a right guard in Zach Martin who will be out because of COVID and will not be playing. They tried to get him back. He could not pass the two tests within 48 hours. Lael Collins was a full go all week. And if you remember, I mentioned him on the podcast maybe Monday night. But he was battling neck stingers. Now, he got practice in all week, so that won't be a problem. However, even though he gets practice in, it could possibly be bothering him. You know, not a doctor, not on the... Cowboy staff, so not sure. It's just, you know, stingers <laughs> don't go away overnight. So he might have gotten practice in, but he might still be hampered by that. So if you're losing your right guard and your right tackle is hampered by a you know possible neck injury of some sort, you know, your whole right side of the line is then in question. So they do have talent in the skill positions. You got Amari uh, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and then obviously Zeke running the ball. Um, so you do have talent at the skill positions. It's the other positions that I think are just uh, too much of a question mark for me to think the Cowboys can keep this game close. Obviously, for the Bucks, the only question mark for them right now is going to be... Um, it, well, Jordan Whitehead, the cornerback, is out. So you can take him right out of the equation. He will not be playing. Uh, the, the safety, Jordan Whitehead. Sorry, I said corner. Uh, Jordan Whitehead is out for this game. The other question mark was Chris Godwin, who had a injured quad, but I believe he got all of his practice in today. Uh, Antonio Brown also uh, was a question mark because I think he missed practice yesterday along with three or four other players, but everybody got uh, was uh, in practice and good today. So that means Whitehead looks to be the only person out with obviously a, a small injury possibly hampering Godwin tomorrow. But, I mean, you have a full, healthy Super Bowl team all back. And a quarterback who might be healthier than last year if he did indeed have this huge knee injury, had the surgery to fix it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Hopefully he's not drinking too much uh, tequila there and and throwing balls on, on the tequila because, you know, he almost tossed the Lombardi trophy into the middle of the river. So... It would be tough for me to see the Bucks not at least winning by two scores. Um, you know, the eight points, I don't know if that's going to be enough. I really love teasing the Bucks with some other teams and just taking them with the two. Cowboys 14 points if you were to tease them up. I don't know if it does um, enough good because my gut feeling is that if the Cowboys end up losing this game, it will be more of a landslide loss of some sort. So I would be more scared of the Cowboys losing by 14 or more than I would be, you know, 
super confident in the Bucks winning by two. You look over at the over-under, and this one, you know, I, I, I could get screwed with it, but I really like teasing the over up to 57.5 and, and going under. That's kind of what my my gut tells me here. You know, the, the scoring in the first week here with all of these teams coming off preseasons that they really didn't play all that much outside of the team practices, I would think lends toward the unders. And if you were to take the Bucks cowboys line and tease it up to 57.5 points, I mean, hell, the 20 to 28 would get you the over, right? So, I mean... Maybe this game ends up being a shootout, but the Bucks' defense is pretty stout. You know, I mean, look, they're returning everybody. They got Nadamik and Sud, Via Vea, William Goldston on that line. Pierre Paul basically is a is a rushing defensive end, although he's listed as outside linebacker. You have Devin White and Levante David playing inside backer. Shaquille Barrett, who specializes in crunching quarterbacks. And, I mean, you know, Whitehead is out. So, Whitehead is out. But you have Antoine Winfield back there. Carlton Davis and uh, Sean Murphy bunting. So, I mean, I don't know. It's tough for me to think that this defense won't play well in this game. So, that makes it tough for the Cowboys to score points, which makes it easier for the Bucks to cover that eight and also leads to keeping this an under-type game. Uh, I don't know about the 51. The 51.5 might be light, but taking it and teasing it up to 57.5 and, and taking the under, that that's something that uh, I think is uh, pretty juicy. Now, I mean, again, if you look at that 51.5, you know, the Sharps taking the over, but the big money's coming in on the under. So, uh, you know, maybe it is a, a low-scoring game, you know, to begin with. So maybe that under 57.5 with the T's is a lock. You never know. You never know. So anyway, that's where we're going for the Thursday night game. We're going to be doing the Bucks with the 8. If I had to pick one, I would probably pick the under, although I like it more teased. And I definitely like that Bucks game teased with something else to bring that spread down to two. And that is the Thursday night game. This is a quick hitter little podcast here as we've got that one game and wanted to get that in there before it was too late. And then you got to talk about the game in the past tense. What effing good is that, right? So enjoy the Thursday night football. We will talk about it after the fact. And then we will get our gambling podcast in probably Saturday and upload that Saturday night so you'll have that all night all night Saturday and Sunday to get your bets in. Until then, enjoy the games. Audi 5000. Peace.